This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. So if I asked you to take a poll, you probably would think that I worked for a political campaign or maybe I'm trying to sell you something. But polling is a great tool for public speakers, too. Conducting a poll is an effective way to gather information and involve your audience. And that's what I'll be talking about today. But first, I want to talk about our partner, Reagan Communications, and my colleague, Grammar Girl. They teamed up for a webcast that was so popular when it initially aired, it's been brought back on demand through the end of May. It's a 115-minute session packed with practical tips and memory tricks that make better writing painless. That's right, better writing painless, and you can dramatically reduce your editing time. Think of it as the best of Grammar Girl, plus a segment from one of Reagan's best editors, Rob Rinalda, known as the Word Czar. You'll get hands-on effective ways to remember the differences between affect and effect, comma, do's and don'ts, tips to structure the perfect email, and more. If you'd like to see a sample video or to learn more, you can go to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers. So to see the video and to learn more, you can go to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers. A friend of mine recently attended a parent meeting at her child's school. When she walked in, she was handed this palm-sized clicker, and it had a number on it. And she turned to the office assistant and said, well, what's this? And the assistant said, well, that's your clicker. You're going to be using it tonight to answer questions during the presentation. Well, that got her attention. She decided that if she was going to be answering questions, she'd better stay alert. And she even picked a seat closer to the screen. You see, before the presentation even started, the thought of taking a poll pulled her in. Additionally, she told me she listened more carefully to each segment of the presentation so that she could answer the questions correctly. She told me, I don't want to be that parent who wasn't paying attention and answered the questions incorrectly. So what I want to talk about today is how polling, polling like this and other types of polling, can really enhance your presentation and what are some of the best ways that you can do that. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the reasons you might want to take a poll of your audience. And the first reason, I think, is pretty obvious. You want to learn more about your listeners. It's always helpful for you as the speaker to know some information about who is in your audience. Where do they come from? They attended this event before. What do they do for a living? Their educational background? As much as you can learn. We've talked about that many times before. And sometimes it's just not possible to find out that information ahead of time, which, of course, is preferable. So you can use polling to learn as much as possible just in those moments before you start your presentation or even during your presentation. It's a way, polling that is, it's a way to get that key information. And by asking the right questions, you can choose better examples, better anecdotes to fit for that particular audience. And it also works the other way around. It helps the audience to understand more about the population of the people who are in the room. The second reason, and I think this is an important reason which people may dismiss, and that's to create breaks. Let's face it, our attention spans are not very long. In fact, research indicates that the average attention span is getting shorter all the time. One study showed that over the past 10 years, our attention span has dropped from 12 minutes to just five minutes. I've seen it even shorter than that as well in some research reports. So you could use 
polls to create intentional breaks in your program. And then that interaction can engage and energize your audience. The third reason is, I think, an important one, particularly in an educational setting, and that is to measure or to reinforce the audience understanding. But I want to be clear. Unless it's in a classroom, you want to keep the questions basic. It shouldn't feel like a test. Instead, it's more like a barometer to tell you if you need to cover something in more depth or move on to your next topic. Also, if you're unsure of your audience's prior knowledge of the topic, you can just ask basic questions to start a segment. If most people answer correctly, then you may not need to spend as much time as you had planned. So the next obvious question is, how do you take a poll? And and many people think you have to have these high-tech gizmos to poll your listeners, but really there are several low-tech options. And let's talk about those first. So in most situations for me, I actually prefer low-tech polling. I like it because it allows me to get to know my audience by moving around, making eye contact with them. So here are my four methods of low-tech polling. And of course, the first one's going to be obvious, raise your hand. We've been answering questions by raising our hands since preschool, so we know how to do it. And it's funny, I've watched, a, a, quickly, I was flipping through the stations and I saw an episode of 19 Kids and Counting, and I noticed that when they had questions in their household, the kids raised their hand. So keep in mind when you're presenting that many people feel uncomfortable or embarrassed and may not want to raise their hand, especially at first. So another option is to have people stand up. Now, that's even more embarrassing for some people. So again, you're going to want to keep that in mind. But standing up is nice because, again, it gets the energy moving. It gets some more flow in the room. But make sure you're doing it for a purpose. And I like to do the ones where you have people standing up for different periods of time. So, for example, you might say something like, stand up if you have more than 20 years of experience in management. Great. Now, please stand up if you have more than 10 years experience and so forth. So then you can graduate and have the people stand up over time. You can also have people join a group. So you might say something like, if you're from the West Coast, please move to the back left corner of the room. And by the way, I only use this method if I have something to follow up with. That is, once everyone is in their groups, have them discuss a couple of questions, and then they can report back to the large group with their answers. The next one is an interesting technique. It's called rank yourself. And in this case, you're using the walls of the room as a scale. So for example, you might say, if the left wall is zero and the right wall is seven, and zero means that you very easily trust strangers, and seven means you have a high distrust of strangers, please stand somewhere between the walls that represents where you fall on that scale. So again, I'm going to say it because it's a little confusing. You give them the scale, you tell them what the walls mean, and then you have them physically stand as if they're standing on a scale of zero to seven. So I know it's a little bit complicated for the audience to understand. The first one takes a little bit of of, uh, work to, to make sure the audience understands. But once they understand how to do the process, it really can be quite interesting and engaging. So Those are the low-tech options, but there are, of course, also high-tech options that you can use. If you look to high-tech options, really there's three main categories. The first one is clickers, and clickers are classroom response systems, or sometimes they're called uh, student response systems. They've been around for many, many years. The way it works is that the student uses a clicker to answer a question and their responses are either collected to the server, displayed to the speaker only, or can be shown to everyone on a smart board or the screen. 
In this case, this clicker system can be expensive and it can also be pretty high maintenance. There's another option and that's the audience response applications. And these are applications that are built to run on a browser or a mobile device. So responders use either laptops, tablets, or smartphones. So that means people can respond by texting, tweeting, or even answering a web-based question. Some of the best known apps in this category are Poll Everywhere, Poll Daddy, and Piazza. You can find a more comprehensive list in the resources section on the Quick and Dirty Tips page. Then there's a really low-cost solution that's kind of limited, but some people do use it, and that's Google Docs. It's Google Doc Forms, actually. And you can create a Google Doc form and collect answers through a form. Now, of course, of course, in this case, the responders would need access to a browser to answer the questions. So this is a better solution, usually in a classroom or a workshop type of setting. Overall, I believe that when polling is done thoughtfully, and not frivolously, it can really help increase participant engagement and deepen the learning by providing informative, instantaneous feedback to the speaker who then can make adjustments that can better address the needs of the audience. They can get a better grasp of what the listeners did understand and what the listeners would need more guidance and help with. So consider polls. If you haven't done it yet, it definitely takes some practice, but it is a great technique for improving engagement. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. If you struggle with difficult conversations or you procrastinate when it comes to delivering feedback, or you'd like to know more about effectively persuading and influencing others, you can learn this and more in my book, Smart Talk. Radio personality Maureen Anderson called it the owner's manual for your mouth. You can visit smarttalksuccess.com, that's smarttalksuccess.com, to get your personally signed copy. Thanks again to Reagan.com, our partner, along with my colleague Grammar Girl. This month only, they're offering a webcast called Supercharge Your Content, Writing and Editing Essentials. To see a free sample video, you can visit quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>